Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Aurist comes V, the guerrilla economist. He clears the fog of economic and geopolitical disinfo. Know the truth. See the trends. Understand the players. Protect your future and family. The financial freedom fighter, a rebel with a cause. This worldwide transmission has been brought to you by V, the guerrilla economist. Helping the world understand, prepare and make sound decisions to protect your future and your family. Visit V, the guerrilla economist at roguemoney.net. Spelt R-O-G-U-E-M-O-N-E. Hey, good morning, folks. Welcome, welcome. It's V, the Grill Economist, coming to you live with this edition of Rogue News in the morning. I hope I have not hit the mute button, and I hope that you all could hear me. Um, so with that being said, I want to thank all of you. Uh, Cowboy can't be here. He's handling some important things, and CJ as well. Uh, so it's me flying solo. You'll have me uh, today. Uh, so anyway, I hope, uh, you can, again, you can find us over at roguenews.com, Rogue News on Twitter, Twitch. I mean, we're everywhere. You want us to be plus a bag of chips. And... Uh, you can uh, check us out on every single podcasting app known to humanity. We're everywhere. And you can't get rid of us, man. We are everywhere. Uh, kind of crazy morning. Kind of crazy morning. But um, there are lots going on. And I don't know where to begin. So I'm a little disjointed. It's just been the uh, last couple of days has been absolutely hectic. We've been working very hard, very diligently uh, to come up with some creative solutions for a lot of our, our clientele, especially our institutional clients, uh, everything from, um, you know, uh, creating new business ventures. Uh, and I've been so busy with stuff that I got going on in the, in, uh, in uh, UAE and, and whatnot. Uh, so there's a lot happening. And, um, I guess we can get into it because I, I, I think I first want to start off. And this is not going to be a long broadcast uh, because there's just there's too much stuff going on. Tomorrow, Velas will be on. I'm looking forward to that. Velas has a you know, lot to say um, with, with a lot of things that are, that are happening right now. So it's going to be super important. Uh, one of the things that Velas warned about was you're going to start seeing a lot of strange, mysterious suicides and quote unquote suicides and, People drop dropping dead suddenly of, under mysterious circumstances and elites or you know people that are in high levels of power like billionaires, and uh, that is where we're at. That is where we're at. Uh, this morning I had I was on an hour long call with one of my business partners. Um, you know he's out of the country, and um, the things we're discussing is exactly you know what is happening. We're discussing and you know, he and him are him and I are. You know, in the crypto industry, we're in the digital asset industry, on the institutional side of things, you know, and consulting, 
and whatnot. And already, you know, there's a, many top liquidity providers in the United States are, you know, they, they don't know what's going to happen in the next 24 months. Okay, these are guys who are heavy hitters, guys who are, you know, connected to, to some, you know, to, to some major financial powers. And if they're feeling that the next 24 months is going to be kind of crazy, you can imagine how the sentiment is for the rest of the private equity world, except for those on the very top, tippy top, who are kind of steering a lot of these things. Because look, let's be honest here. We live in an economy that is absolutely dependent upon rent and interest rates, okay? They are dependent. Like, think about it. If you take away margin trading, if you take away stock buybacks, if you take if you take away derivatives, if you take away the Fed's manipulation of the stock market with, with quantitative easing and, and twist and ZERP and, and, and soon-to-be NERP and all these other you know, boondongle crazy ideas that, that these monetary theorists come out with, you take that all the way, our economy would collapse overnight. I want you to think about that for a second. You know, I always said this, you know, many decades ago, like, like over a decade ago, I've said this. I said, the fact is, you know, the, the thing that should terrify you the most is the fact that the economy is hanging on by a thread. That is the thing that should terrify you the absolute most, okay? When you take away that, and, and yeah, and, and Ham Sol is right, the repo markets, right? You, you take away the ability for the banks to borrow at the Fed window in order to keep their lights on the next day, and you have overnight repo rates of one, two, three, four trillion dollars overnight just so you can keep the lights on, just so you can pay your employees. Folks, we are in danger zone. And the fact that we're in danger zone and nobody gets it, Okay, it's because there's such a massive cushioning layer of deception. There's such a massive cushioning layer of normalcy bias that is baked within the population of the United States that we do we no longer. Okay, most of us, not not the not you folks that are listening to this broadcast, right? But the majority of Americans cannot tell that their very way of life is literally hanging on by a thread, that their quality of life is hanging on by a thread, that the things that they take for granted every single day, like turning on a faucet and knowing without thinking, you know, you have that assurance that the water will come out. You have an assurance when you flip on the light switch that the lights will come on. You have an assurance that, hey, Tuesdays and Thursdays is the trash day. You have an assurance, okay, that, you know, when you go pump your gas, there's going to be gas in the gas station. You have all these assurances that, quote, unquote, make up your life. You have the credit market is the thing that sustains it. Whether, whether you use credit cards or not is irrelevant. The financial institutions in which you place your, quote, unquote, dollars, your checking and savings account, all these institutions are dependent on the interest rate market and the credit market, which is the rental economy. And this is why the financial planners of the United States are in such great trouble. And this is exactly the line of conversation that I was having this morning on my one-hour call. We are in a lot of trouble. 
And the whole thing is the rental economy doesn't doesn't know that, right? The, because the the I mean the, the rental economy what they're doing is is because there is no infrastructure, because there is no manufacturing, because there's no industry, and we're a fire economy. A fire economy is a rental economy, and so the more of you own less and less things, the more of you are able to hey if you if they can have a, a rental pa program for you renting toothbrushes and toilet paper, they will do that. And then they'll financialize the note on that. That's the rental economy. And this is why, now do you get it when you say, when, when they say, when the Davos crowd says, you will own nothing and be happy? Now you get it when they talk about shareholder capitalism? Now do you get it? Folks, it's fancy speak for neo-feudalism. It's fancy speak for neo-feudalism. And that's exactly where we're headed unless people stand up and stop this thing. And I don't think people are going to stand up in a way to really stop it. I think there's going to be some serious balkanization that will happen. And maybe, just maybe, the balkanized states can probably try to rally together, come together or whatnot. But that remains to be seen. Either way, there's no pretty picture. There's no rainbow at the end of this thing. And the biggest reason for that is because of what the left has done, the far left has done, has subverted the culture, has subverted the very ideals of what it means to be an American. The, the left, what they have done, they have eviscerated American history. They've eviscerated the Constitution. They've eviscerated the Bill of Rights. They've eviscerated Everything, uh, you know, all the good things that used to be about the West, the ideals of the West is all gone, it's all been vaporized. And so now you have a bunch of vapid, homologated uh, consortium of, 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 of lunatics, all the all who ideologically they're all the same, it's the same ideology, but at the same, and this was fascinating to me ideologically they're all the same antifa blm all these guys I, and the far left and these uh environmental nazis and all these other stuff they're all ideologically the same but yet they scream identity politics it's so freaking wild it's having two different realities and being comfortable with them that is what orwell talks about when he says double speak that's what he talks about the conversation I was having this morning is, you know, hey, you know what? The things are breaking down. The economy is contracting. Interest rates, I mean, let's be honest, inflation rate is through the roof. And it's only getting higher. Okay? I, I you, you, Oh, my God. Wait, wait, wait till you see gas prices this coming summer, folks. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Oh, yeah. You're going to love it. Wait till you see rolling blackouts happen again. You're going to love it. And what is going to happen here is this. One of the things that are being kicked around in private equity right now is, is this. Is the United States, right, is the West, the broken, solvent, dilapidated, mentally, in a, mentally insane, degenerate West, okay, Be, the leadership of the West, who are, who are all those things that I just described, are they willing to vaporize their countries in a nuclear, in a potential nuclear war? Ask yourself this question. Is our leadership 
willing to vaporize the majority of their country in a nuclear war just so they can escape being held responsible for the calamity that they have caused the last two years. The repercussions of the jib-jab, jibby-jab, we are still facing. Are they are, are they willing to nuke us? Are they willing? Because look, here's the thing. It just you know, I'm starting to I'm starting to think to myself. I'm starting to think to myself. It's not a far off idea. Because here's the thing: if it's just collapse, then there's a chance that these guys could face justice, and that's something that they don't want. But if they have an external enemy in which to point, hey, you know what the the last uh, two years and 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 the uh, and the, um, uh, the the protocols that we rolled out that everybody gets, uh, you know what, in their arms. The last two years, um, yeah, we uh, well that, that that you know forget about that. Look, we, we we just got hit by a nuke. Our economy's collapsed because that that just makes so much sense that they would actually create something like that head into a bunker and then come out when the dust settles and try to create their neo-feudalistic society or something. That's a possibility. I'm just throwing it out there. So we are on one foot in the precipice, another foot on the banana peel. And so before I get any deeper, Everybody in the uh, chat is like, yep, it's time to get off of YT. It's about to get hot. So if you're listening to moi on YouTube, where I'm about to close out and switch over to Twitch, if you need to follow me onto Twitch, just go to twitch.com, and then you could either, in the search bar, type in Rogue News TV, all one word, Rogue News TV, and I will be there. Okay, roguenews.com, and I will be there. Roguenews.com, I'm sorry, uh, twitch.com, roguenews, TV, all one word. I'm about to uh, get off of YT because it's no good. So I'm going to wait about a few seconds before um, you guys uh, follow. So I'll give you some time to follow me over, and then I'm going to cut the feed. Cutting the feed in five, four, three. Two, one, and I am. How do I stop this? See, this is what happens when I don't have CJ. You are live. Okay, how do I? Bang. Uh, okay, and remove. We're done. Goodbye, YouTube. All right, now we're on. We're on. We're on Twitch. Yes, Ham Solo's right. The only thing that's going to save us. Is we need a savior who can play the piano with his penis. That is the only thing that could save America. If America, if America had a, only had a Zelensky, someone who was so brave, someone who was so bold, someone who was so addicted to cocaine that could see that he could bring America to out of this mess that he, you know, that we're in. Kind of like how he's bringing Ukraine out of the mess that they are in. You know, Todd of Minnesota says he can do that. Uh, Todd, I, I encourage you to run for president. Uh, maybe you could. You can help us out. Um, 
He, he, Todd says he's also filmed it. That's incredible. Incredible. Absolutely. Oh, yes. 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 We need somebody who can not only pay, play the piano with their penis, but we also need someone who's a, a gay porn star as well. That's what's going to save America, folks. That's what's going to save America. But on a lighter note, on a lighter note, something happened in uh, Russia a couple hours ago. Okay, just a couple hours ago. There's been a cross-border terror attack on Russia involved dozens of armed saboteurs attacking villages. Now, these are civilian targets. The Kremlin has confirmed what it is called a new terrorist attack on its soil. Today, uh, on a soil Thursday, carried out by the Ukrainian saboteurs who allegedly breached the border region. Russian president spokesman Dmitry Peskov said militants entered Beryants Oblast in western Russia and attacked villages there, resulting in the death of one civilian and another wounded. This is an attack by terrorists. Conflicting initial reports indicated that Russia's federal security services engaged in a gun battle with the infiltrators, with the Kremlin saying measures are currently underway to eliminate these uh, terrorists. The Associated Press described uh, describes based on national media that the, the uh, that TAS, citing Russian law enforcement, reported earlier that saboteurs were holding up to six people hostage. The local governor said that the group fired on a vehicle there, killing one man and wounding a ten-year-old. That's, that's crazy. Thursday's apparent incursion is also embarrassing for a Russian president. Of course, they're, they're going to say Vladimir Putin in the coming days after he ordered the federal security to tighten controls on Russia's border. You can never. Tighten control. If you try to protect against everything, you protect against nothing. You, it's impossible. I mean, here we are, Western sources say this is embarrassing because he couldn't control his border. We can't control our borders. Multiple war monitoring accounts have picked up below the video that is being flagged as showing one of these alleged attackers. All right, let me see this. Uh, we have the yes. Let's 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 talk about the Slava cocaine. Let me let me play the video of uh, the Slava cocaineus. You know, the great, brave Ukrainian cannon fodder. Look at these idiots. These guys are talking about being on the losing team. Talking about being on the wrong side of history. It's what it is, man. It's what it is. Let's see what Slavic can is. Мы не воюем с гражданскими, не убиваем безоружных. Имейте это в виду. Теперь пришло время обычным гражданам России понять, что они не рабы. Поднимайте бунт, сражайтесь. Ну что ж, друзья. Нет, нет, нет. Whatever he said. Whatever he said. What is he saying? Okay. Ukrainian terrorists. Attack is underway in Buryansk re region of Russia. The attacker said on video they wouldn't kill civilians, but there are reports of hostages and mass casualties. President Putin has convened an emergency meeting. This is bad. This is bad. Another manifesto video posted by the attackers after crossing the border. They call itself, themselves the Russian Volunteer Corps. The sound of heavy machine gun fire from the Russian security forces interrupts them mid-sentence. They obviously know they're on a suicide mission. Yeah, the Volunteer Corps. Yeah. The attackers claim that they are they, that they are Russian, but eyewitness accounts from the civilians and local media say they spoke Ukrainian. Of course, they're wearing yellow bet tags. It's alleged that this is a complex attack with 40 to 50 attackers. Huge numbers of Russian security forces with heavy weapons are being deployed. Ukraine government is claiming that the terrorist attacks in Baryansk are a false flag perpetrated by the Kremlin. 
Oh, my God. Breaking. One of the terrorist attackers in Berlin has been identified as Denis Niditkin, a prominent Russian-born fascist fighting for Ukraine. Uh, even many Ukrainian accounts now admit this is not a false flag. It is 100% authentic attack orchestrated by Ukraine. There you go. Proof's in the pudding. This is not conclusive proof that Ukrainian uh, Ukrainians' responsible, responsibility for the terrorist attack, a neo-Nazi fighting for Ukraine. Denis Nik, Nikitin posted a photo wearing the exact same clothing and equipment used today. Anyone calling this a false flag is gaslighting you, 100%. Putin says that the events in Baroness are a terrorist attack. He says the attackers opened fire on civilians, including children, inside their cars. Yeah. This is uh this is being ratcheted up to the next level. Pro-Ukrainian side has invented a new narrative. Yes, the terrorist attacks in Berenice was done by soldiers fighting for Ukraine, but they were actually FSB sleeper agents. <laughs> this is insanity. This is insanity. And again, you know, I don't know if you guys saw this, but there was a video that I did see where you had a Ukrainian soldier. And he was wearing the ISIS caliphate flag. Isn't that funny? You know, isn't that funny? ISIS caliphate flag. It's unbelievable. But yeah, this is what's happening. You know, this is what's happening. And here's a funny thing, right? We have some some things of truth here, so to speak. And I'm going to bring this up. Um, there was a... NBC reporter that went to Crimea wanted to film the evil Ruskies and the Crimea, which was, you know, taken hostage involuntarily by the Russians. You know, the evil Ruskies have done that. So interesting report. Watch this. President Zelensky vowed on Sunday to take back Crimea. How realistic is that? The people there whom you spoke to view themselves as Russian. That's right. From those people that we spoke to, it seemed unrealistic. And Andrew, I want to show you some new picture that we filmed yesterday at the port of Sevastopol. Now, this is the closest that any U.S. news crew has got to the Russian Black Sea fleet in many, many years. What you're seeing here are President Putin's ships at that port. Why it's important is because uh, Vladimir Putin will be determined to defend, to defend that port, to not have it uh, taken away from him. Uh, he may well do pretty much anything to try to achieve that. And, and the reason why is because it is so strategically important to Russia. But here's the irony. Uh, the fact, uh, since he launched that uh, invasion a year ago in Ukraine, Ukrainians now will be determined not to have the Black Sea Fleet there, potentially threatening their uh, coast for years to come. So it is a very, very dangerous standoff that suggests that this could pan out for some time to come. It's hard to see how you reach a negotiation over that. And there in Sevastopol, Andrew, I've got to tell you, I mean, there was just military everywhere, absolutely everywhere. Uh, it is a military town. So again, when, for example, Victoria, Victoria Newland talks about, at the very least, we want Crimea to be demilitarized, I found myself standing there and wondering, how on earth does that happen? And Kier, you know, we keep hearing that Crimea is exactly what NATO and the U.S. fear Zelensky will try to go into with long-range weapons, maybe even with those F-16s if he ever were to get them, which I don't think he will, not in the near term. They're worried that that is a tripwire 
for Vladimir Putin. What is your take on that? That's what they are worried about. I mean, that we're standing in the place that has uh, Jake Sullivan, for example, really worried, Andrew. And the reason why is because the idea that NATO weapons might kind of land on this, this place, potentially kill Russian civilians, uh, and that that would be a, an escalation. But... By the way, this is an enormous challenge. Mark, General Mark Milley has, has made this clear. This is an enormous challenge for the Ukrainians. Here's why. Let's just give you a close-up look at that, that bridge behind me there. That's how we travelled uh, into uh, Crimea. It is open now. It is one of only two ways to get here. The other is a land bridge over to the northwest of here that is very, very much exposed. So with land forces... How do you take Crimea if you are the Ukrainians? That's why General Mark Milley says he thinks uh, that it will be extremely difficult for the Ukrainians to push the Russians out of here. We, we have seen uh, substantial defences around this bridge behind me that is uh, President Putin's pride, of pride and joy, uh, Andrea. And, and that's not surprising. But uh, as we saw in, in my piece, I mean, we also uh, know that the Ukrainians have wanted, or at least they haven't admitted it, but it's it seems pretty likely that it was the Ukrainians that they've wanted to target uh, that bridge behind me there. Again, if you take down that bridge, how do the civilians leave? These are very, very difficult questions if we do get to the point where Crimea is uh, a, a, an objective that the Ukrainians realistically uh, can look at militarily. And there you go. Okay, from the horse's mouth. There you go. And uh, it's, it's funny. So the mainstream media correspondent for, for a, a U.S. network, MSLSD, right? They, they never, ever, ever, ever have ever done anything inside of Crimea. And they're not even near, you know, they're not in Crimea, not in Donetsk, you know, not even anywhere. Okay, but here they are. And this week they're saying, hey, yeah, uh, the people here, they view themselves as Russian. <gasps> oh, he said the quiet part out loud. Wait, what? They should have edited that. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's unbelievable. So this is escalating. And it's escalating in a very big, in a very, very major way. And how this is going to play out, because, you know, and that's the problem here with the West. The West starts the gaslighting. The West starts the, the, the escalation. And they want to escalate and escalate, and now they don't know how to de-escalate, because if they de-escalate, they all look like idiots. And that is the whole thing. And there's nothing worse than an idiot who's absolutely deluded and convinced of the stupidity that he is engaged in. There's nothing more insane, nothing more dangerous than an idiot who is absolutely committed to the stupidity that he is engaged in. There's nothing more dangerous than that. And yet that is where we are. And in the meantime, you know what, what's happening here in the United States? The economy is continuing to buckle. Interest rates, I, look, I, I looked at um, 
major interest rates uh, that are uh, that are happening all throughout the Western world. They're all starting to rise. Inflation rates starting to rise. And um, and here's here's another news. I said a long time ago, guys. Okay, I said a long time ago that one of the ticking time bombs in the United States is the commercial real estate market. And I said a long time ago that BlackRock is, 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 is sitting on a ticking time bomb. They're not this venerable, all-powerful uh, hedge fund that a lot of people think they, that, that they are. The reason for that, they don't, have a, they don't have a banking component. And I told you this, right? And now Vanguard has now, you know, they're, they're doubling back because they've, they've gotten some major hits and they're doubling back on the whole ESG nonsense, right? And now we have a company, and I believe you know a, a, a again, this is a a, um, a BlackRock related company, which is Blackstone. Okay, Blackstone. I'll pull this up. This is from our, our from our boys over at Zero Hedge. <laughs> Blackstone defaults. Who? I'm just going to ask you this, guys. I'm just going to ask you this. Over about a year ago, who told all of you that BlackRock's in trouble? Uh huh. Who told all of you that BlackRock's biggest problem is commercial real estate? And there's a trigger there, and it's going to be the it's it's going to bring this house of cards down. Who told you that? Bingo, I did. Who told you November of 2021 that by summer of 2022 this whole COVID thing will start being brushed under the carpet, and the narrative is going to start changing, and all the lockdowns and restrictions are going to start magically going away? Who told you? Who told you? Moi, the only one to tell you that. Okay, the only one. So here it is: Blackstone defaults on five hundred and sixty-two million dollars. Okay, on commercial-backed mortgage securities, as it keeps its blocking investor, as it keeps blocking investor withdrawals from seventy-one billion dollar real estate investment trust. As it keeps blocking investor withdrawals. <laughs> I swear to God, it could have happened to a nicer group of people. <laughs> oh, my God. Now that soaring interest rates have burst the commercial real estate bubble, the carnage, the carnage is coming fast and furious. This morning, Bloomberg reports that Wall Street's largest commercial real estate landlord, private equity giant, Blackstone. Now, Blackstone and BlackRock are the same company. Okay, same company. The think split the company into Blackstone with BlackRock. Has defaulted on $562 million bond backed by portfolio offices and stores owned by Spondo Oy, a Finnish landlord acquired in 2018. Uh, <laughs> let me, uh, I'm going to look something up real quick because I, I just realized a major property holder here in the United States. I just want to confirm, okay, that they too are. Um, Owned by BlackRock. Let me see here. 
Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> oh, this keeps getting worse. Let me, let me, I'm going to show you this, guys. Okay, I'm going to show you this. This is, this is beautiful. Okay. I'm going to show you. I told, look. Do not think of these guys as geniuses. You know, this is not the wolves of Wall Street, right? These are these 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 are oh my god. I'm going to show you this and you're gonna crack up laughing. Okay. So let me show you this. You guys know Simon Property Groups, right? Simon Property Groups owns some of the largest retail spaces in the United States. Massive. Massive retail spaces. Your mega malls. You know, I'm, you know, being from New York, we have the Palisade Center Mall. That's a massive thing that was uh, owned by Pyramid Group. I think Simon bought them out. Simon owns Woodbury Commons, which is the second largest tourist site. Uh, tourist uh, destination site outside of New York City. Okay, you can imagine. Okay. Um, now, I mean, these all these high-end malls and whatnot are what? They're empty. They're absolute white elephants. And look who <laughs> look who has the majority ownership. <laughs> it's Vanguard and BlackRock. <laughs> <laughs> Which are the same company. Okay. <laughs> These are the same group of, of, of criminals, right? <laughs> now you take that into account and you have this. And since the security has now matured, has not been repaid, loan servicer Mount Street has determined that an event of default has occurred. And according to a statement on Thursday, the loan will now be transferred to a special service. Remember when that whole Chinese uh you know, real uh, commercial. I forgot what the the uh, the name of it was. It escapes me currently at the moment. But that whole Chinese um, real estate uh, uh, consortium that was under trouble, and everybody's like, "It's going to be the end of China real estate," because they don't. You know, everybody was saying that didn't didn't understand Chinese real estate that how the market is because to them it's going to collapse overnight. It's you know every night it's a verge of collapse. But now here is BlackRock. And yeah, Hobo's right. Pimco also defaulted on their New York City office. That's that's correct. That is correct. So now here's BlackRock defaulting. The debt relates to a small portion of this bond up portfolio. Folks, let me explain something to you. Right, this is what Blackstone is trying to spin it. But the debt relates to a small portion of Sponda portfolio. We're disappointed that the servicer has not advanced our proposal, which reflects our best efforts, and we believe that we would deliver the best outcome of note holders. We continue to have full confidence in the core of Spoda portfolio and its management team, whose priority remains to delivering high-quality retail and office assets. Because there's nobody shopping in your stores, you friggin' morons. Your stores are empty. Nobody's paying rent on these stores anymore. The spaces are all white elephants. You drive around any sort of major U.S. city, right? any major metro center, you'll see the, that, that great deal. Go through Fifth Avenue in New York. Go through Fifth Avenue. You'll see a great deal of stores that are shuttered. 
they're not they're completely empty now people are just looking at this thing this is the surface issue this is the surface issue what they're not seeing is this that every single one just like a mortgage backed security okay a commercial mortgage backed security just like its residential mortgage backed security is financialized as well in the derivative market by tens of trillions of dollars of derivatives that are floating around tens of trillions of dollars of derivatives are created off the back of mortgage-backed securities and commercial mortgage-backed securities. And those tens of trillions of dollars of mortgage-backed and, and commercial mortgage-backed securities that are derivatized are also traded against interest rate swaps or interest rate derivatives that are all on the derivative market. So you have to ask yourself, if you default on 562 million and then you're preventing 71 billion from being taken out, why? If this is a small loss, if this is actually a small portfolio, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull back the curtain and I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you guys that the emperor is stark naked and he's lopped off his, his genitals because he's transitioning into a, because he's beginning to transition. The emperor is not only naked, but he's transforming, folks. He's transforming. I'm going to pull it back, and you're going to see the, the full Monty. Okay, here it is. I'm going to pull it back. Why? If $562 million is such a small amount to take out, right? It's not a big deal, guys, but we're going to prevent $71 billion in investor dollars from being taken out. Why? Why? Because this 562 million triggered a cascade in the derivative market. I don't know which exactly at the moment which derivative market it is, but I can tell you it has. There's a panic that is set in. There is a panic that is, that is set in. And now they're like, oh my God, this is sending this tiny amount. This is a tiny amount. It's sending a shockwave in the derivative market. It's sending a shockwave in the margin trading uh, market, where you know where, where these stocks are traded on margin. Margin calls are coming in, and now all of a sudden they're locking up seventy-one billion dollars on something that is like point zero zero one percent. Okay, point zero zero one percent. On this, it's incredible. It's incredible. We are, the West is in trouble. The West is in trouble. And that's the thing people don't realize. These are all the ones. Oh, oh my God. This is all the problems, man. This is all the problems. It's a, it's a, it's unbelievable. <laughs> wow. Labor costs are up. Futures are sliding. Defaults left and right. Banks are bankruptcy rates right now, folks. 
are the highest they've been since 2009. Bankruptcy rates are the highest they've been since the financial collapse of 2008, which is right in 2009. I cannot begin to tell you the trouble that we're in. I cannot begin to tell you. But it's okay, though. Because, you know, football season's over, and uh, you know, soon it's going to be baseball season. The boys, are, the boys are summer. You can have a dirty water hot dog and go back to whatever. Reality TV is there for you. Country's in a lot of trouble. And there's nobody, nobody Nobody that has a solution. Nobody can have a solution because a solution means restructuring the government. A solution means, you know, maybe six million government employees get laid off. A solution means departments like the Department of Education, the Department of Energy, and somehow the Department of Energy came out. Oh yeah, the the, the yeah the COVID did originate in a, in a, in, a, in a bio lab. What the hell does the Department of Energy know about viruses, right? And that's the first thing that should have. Uh, and here's another, here's another thing. First of all, the Department of Energy is, is nothing but a but a, a hangout for a lot of black operations. And here's another thing: if you research bioweapons testing on Americans, like when they released uh, bio agents in, in and this was back in like the 70s and 80s, when they released bioweapons agents uh, within the subways uh, in New York City, right, just to test it out. A lot of the bioweapons that are uh, uh, that are uh, and this is so weird that are that are done are actually involved with the Department of Energy. Most people don't realize that it's uh, it's incredibly weird. They're the Department of Energy, but yet they're messing around with bioweapons. Now all of a sudden they're saying, "Oh yeah, this is classic misdirection." Wow, we are in we are in the thick of it, folks. We are in the thick of it. Brace yourselves, buckle your seatbelts, because it's going to be on. It's going to be on. And that's all I'd like to cover for today. Uh, tomorrow we got Vela's on, so make sure you guys do not miss that broadcast. It's going to be pretty awesome. Uh, he's got a lot to cover, a lot of data to share with you all, you guys, and uh, we're looking forward to it. Folks, enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, Cowboy will be back uh, next Thursday, same time, same channel. With that being said, we are over and out.